We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. This episode is made possible by Armoire. Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out. Listen, I live in Southern California. There is absolutely no need for puffer coats or any sort of those winter jackets. But when I travel anywhere else in the world in these cold months, I'm often burdened with the task of getting winter clothes. And now with Armoire, I can just rent my winter wardrobe. It's brilliant. Right now, our listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash datable. That is armoire.style spelled A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. I love wine, but sometimes it can get really expensive, which is why I'm so excited that today's episode is brought to you by Last Bottle Wines. If you don't know, they're a Napa-based online wine shop with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, which is often an hour's. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off retail. And the best part is that there's no subscriptions, no fees, and no minimum purchase. Just a daily email with a really great wine. They're offering Datable listeners 10% off your first order with code Datable. And now is such a great time to join join as their marathon sale is coming up on March 28th and 29th. They flip that one-day rule on its head and offer back-to-back deals, which means that wines are only up on the site for a couple minutes at a time and shipping is 100% free. They send us a mini marathon package of some of their favorites and let me tell you, they were delicious. Sign up at lastbottlewines.com and use the code DATABLE and find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy amazing wine. The Dateable Podcast is hosted by me, I'm Yue, a former dating coach in New York turned active dater in San Francisco. On each episode, you'll hear commentary by my producer, Julie Kraftchik, and other surprise co-hosts. 
This episode of Datable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Datable, a show all about dating in San Francisco. Now, we open up the conversation about dating, modern romance, all of the above, and today I have a guest with me. His name is Harrison. Just a little bit of stats for you. He is 25 years old. He's been in San Francisco for three years, originally from New Jersey. New Jersey. <laughs> we're in the house. We're in the house. We're here. <laughs> Jersey, no fist bumping. We're not fist bumping. Jersey Shore? No. Not really sh- the shore near Philly. Okay. In Philly. Okay. So in there's a huge. But well, we went to the shore. We went to gotcha. Atlantic City. What is it? GT, GTL. GTL. Yeah. Gym tan laundry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All three equally important, of course. <laughs> uh, his relationship status is single, and he's been single for a whopping two weeks. Two weeks. This is it's crazy. <laughs> How do you um, do it? You know, it's like uh, a dry spell I'm back in the game. I'm. I mean, the game. It's here. I almost forget it. I almost forget what it's like. Harrison, cool. you you know you are 25 years old. I remember when yeah. I was 25 years old, a decade ago. Uh, it's a good I, age. It's I a was great going age. through sort of a I don't know. I call it a quarter life crisis. I think everybody really did. okay. I quit my job. I was having it's... issues with my <laughs> long term boyfriend. Right. Yeah, I was kind of just a little bit psycho. Yeah, it's... how psycho are you right now? Yeah, I'm very psycho. I'm like incredibly psycho. I'm losing it a little bit. I think I'm coming to the point where I'm starting to realize. I mean, obviously, the career thing is like. What am I doing and mm-hmm. how am I going to get there? And mm-hmm. um, there's so many different decisions I can make. And I'm worried, like, I don't want to waste this whole decade doing one thing when I should be doing something else. Yep. But then on the other side, you know, 25, I like it. It's cool. It's young. Great friends. And, and you're yeah. in one of the best cities in the world. The city's cool. I like it. Yeah, I dig it. I love the people. The people are the best, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm starting to – I feel like 27 is when – starts getting real like the 30 <laughs> is approaching and then when you're yeah. 30 i feel like i'm 30 i'm i'm okay with that well, that's the way I, i'm looking at it this is how i see it like after you graduate yeah. from college you feel like you're invincible you're like right Ooh, i know i got a degree i have a <laughs> i just job, want to start like paycheck. do whatever yeah, i, I want paycheck. yeah i can pay for my own rent so true i may even get sent out on business trips yeah a, a company will pay for my trip you think you're like <laughs> the shit Right? right, and then twenty five right. comes, and you're like, "What am I doing with my?" Oh, life? it's so true. <laughs> right? And even like after you graduate, a year later, you're like, "Fuck, I'm doing this for the rest of my life." Like thirty years. Yeah, like, I have to do this. And so this it's a little thing, crazy. It's yeah. unnerving, right? This is one thing I hear yeah. from every twenty five year old I've met, including myself. Right. You get to a point in your career where you go, "I don't want to be my boss." And that's like the the cringe-worthy factor of working sometimes when when you're at that quarter-life crisis where you're like, I have no aspirations of being this person who's (sighs) right above me, right? I know. It's tricky. And then like the millennial cliche, I want to create impact. Uh And then you start realizing like, what does that actually mean? Like I've always said I want to create impact, probably like every single person listening. But you start to realize, okay, what's realistic and what's... 
idealistic and yeah it's hard to to balance the two the dream scenario yeah and then because you see your friends like travel in the world and it looks cool yeah and then, and you, then they come back and they're broke <laughs> yeah exactly so how do you balance kind of both both sides and same with Stop. relationships too i feel right. like Right after college, I met someone and I was like, I'm ready for marriage. I, this is the right. one. 25 hit and I was like, this is not the one. I haven't even yeah. lived a life oh, yet. Oh, 100%. That's why my sister actually started dating someone when she first moved to New York right out of school. And I was telling her, like, when I first graduated, I'm so happy I didn't date anyone for two years. Because you don't even know yourself at that point. So why bring, I mean, my opinion was always why date someone seriously right away before I even know what I like, you know, mm -hmm. what I'm interested in, you know, or yeah, any of that. But with relationships, it's, it's tricky. I think a lot of us, because our 20s are so valuable, why would I waste it with someone I don't see a long-term thing with? Mm -hmm. But then the other side is, it's cool to get out and about, you know, meet some ladies, have yeah. a good time, right? But so I it's do, hard to balance. I do I think. think, I agree, the balance yeah. part is tough because I do believe that my long-term relationship in my 20s right. shaped who I am today. How long were you guys together? Five years. From what From age? From 23 to, tw yeah, 23 wow. to 28. The heart of your 20s? Yes. In a relationship? In New York. Wow. Uh-huh. Oh and I really God. feel like, you know, I don't think I, I wasted right. my time, but I definitely felt like that warmed me up. It was like a dress rehearsal it's for what's to come. a long dress rehearsal. It's a pretty long dress <laughs> yeah. rehearsal. During significant years, you know. But what, what is it like dating as a millennial these days? Uh, it's, it's hard. It's hard because a couple things. Number one, the options, I think, overwhelm us instantly. Like if I go on a great date, I come back. I might be on an app, right, an hour later, and she might be on an app an hour later. So it's tough to, to really justify that or to really understand, um, you know, the whole one for one and like the true love. But then you realize there, there are so many people out there. There are so, so many, many people out there. It's, it's insane. So the chances of finding someone that you connect with is, it's pretty high. You just have to be proactive. But long story short, it's, I mean, it's not easy. Like there are so many headaches and I've like blogged about it and talked about it a few times, but it's it's kind of a headache, yeah. Well, you and you want to have someone too. It's more fun to have someone, in my opinion, right? Yeah. Like being single, the one night stands. They're I mean, they're cool. They keep things interesting, but it's the accessibility of people. Right. People were always there. It's not like yeah. all of a sudden they appeared, but with exactly. online dating and the internet, it's like the accessibility. Right. But you did something really interesting. Yeah. Tell us about what is this uh, Facebook Live yeah. that you um, did. Yeah, so this was pretty crazy, actually. So around, around a year, actually, no, it was a few months ago, um, I wanted to explore dating and the authentic first date experience, right? Mm -hmm. We always talk about here are the crazy Tinder stories or here are the marriages that happen from Bumble, but what about the, the first date? which all of us experience and no one talks about it. You know, most of them are like pretty average. So what I did, long story short, and I could talk about this for a couple of hours as I'm sure you're aware, but. We have two minutes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> in these two minutes. So I record, I use Facebook Live to record my first date, pre-date in an Uber. Am I nervous? Am I excited? Am I anxious? Halftime report from the bathroom of the bar. Oh, a play-by-play. -play. Exactly, play-by-play. -play. So I'm broadcasting this to an audience of, close to a thousand people 
and they're watching, listening. She ordered Guinness, interesting decision. What's the ambiance like? Did I go for the hug? Did we handshake? You know, like, handshake. how's it going? <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not a handshake guy, but it was for the laughs, you know? And then a post-day recap. But long story short, crazy experience, traumatic experience. But I wanted to show people, like, what your podcast is doing that, I mean, we're all going through the same shit. We're all going through the same stuff. And the only way for us to really get over the anxiety of not finding someone and having bad experiences is to really just hear other people talk about it. I What's think. So that was the goal. That was, was there the goal. a name for this experiment? Yeah, it was called Updating, and it was through my blog called Brunch Media. Um, the blog's still around. You can check it out. But for many reasons, I'm, st I'm not really live broadcasting my dates anymore. I met someone, number one, before my two-week, or before I just became single. I did meet someone. It's also not sustainable to broadcast your date every week. It's tough to find love, as I'm sure you know when you're broadcasting your, your whole life on the internet, so. But the content that's already been broadcast, can right. we find that You somewhere? can find it, it's oh, online, it's online. It's on our Facebook page, check it out. Oh my god! The Brunch Media Facebook page. Watch the halftime report, the first halftime report. You guys, this is like the um, future of dating. Before right? you go on a date with someone you know nothing about them, now you can go on their blog and watch <laughs> their previous dates. Exactly, I think we all should do it. I was trying to get a revolution, you know? <laughs> Like why can't everyone? Why can't everyone bro live broadcast their dates? I wanted a woman in Argentina, a guy in New York. Like globally, we're just talking about our dates and we're broadcasting yeah. them, right? No, that's what we try to create with this podcast. Is that right. we want to create this conversation because dating is something that people don't talk about with each other. Yeah, they think about it, they process right. it, they talk about it with their friends. But the exactly. issue with broadcasting your dates. A lot that, of issues. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Quite a few issues. What was the biggest issue? The biggest issue, number one, was the woman or the girl I was going on the dates with not knowing I was doing it and then coming home and saying, wow, that's a little crazy. Um, even though the humor, I wasn't making fun of her. It was like self-deprecating. Yeah. That was the biggest issue, I think. Because I was trying to be like this millennial finding romance in San Francisco, like... Yeah. I'm looking for someone, but then people think it's a little psycho that I'm doing this while I'm finding romance. You know? Well, because ultimately it's almost like a conflict of interest. Are right. you looking to create great content or are you really looking to find someone? Exactly. Right? Like some people thought I was trolling them. Like, are you actually serious, yeah. dude? Like, is this a real thing? I was like, this is me. You know, I didn't really have, I didn't have experience broadcasting my dates. Like this is, this is my authentic self. Um, some people laugh. Some might have cried. Hopefully not cried. Uh, but it was, it was cool. The first, so the first date I went on, she never texted me back. Second time, we actually did go on another date, which was cool. went well. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a crazy experience. People still ask me about it. And I, like, I honestly thought more people would be down to do it. And that was why I did it. Like, oh, everyone's going to start doing it. But it turned out I was only neurotic crazy Jewish kid wanting to broadcast their dates, but... Um, so you're kind of like a millennial male Carrie Bradshaw. I'm trying to be. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> I guess. You know, the relatable, you know, the... Or the nouveau bro, you could go with. Like, the the nouveau bro, I think, is a, a recent term. Um, yeah. But yeah, in a, in a nutshell, I was just trying to show, like, dudes my age, and we talk about it all the time. We freak out just as much as girls do with texts and first dates and like DTR, but the problem is dudes, we don't really talk about it as right. often, but we do freak out about it. Right. We do, like if, if you're listening to this and you're telling yourself, no, I never, 
I've never asked my friend, what time should I text her? You're lying, right? Like, you're lying. We do, too. Oh, yeah. Like, guys do, too. I'm telling oh, yeah. you. I get crazy. Facebook Why messages all the time from my really? guy friends oh, my who are God. like, I saw this girl at the gym. I think she's really cute. How do I approach her? Or, you know, like, yeah. she hasn't texted me back, back in, like, three days. What do I do? We all freak the out. Time. I do think a lot of women underestimate how emotional guys are. Like I think we're like we're I'm emo I'm very emotional, but I think most guys are around my speed. We just don't broadcast it. <laughs> no Facebook Probably. live. We don't broadcast it, but you know what I mean though. Like we're just as emotional. And, yeah. Well, I feel like this whole male perspective on right. dating is a, a really recent thing because right. you know like. Carrie Bradshaw right. was like the first kind of woman journaling, chronicling, dating. Yeah. It's always been women. And then all of a sudden, you know, men are starting blogs about so their true. dating experiences. We had Madison Perry who wow. wrote a book about his dating Aziz experience. Sorry, yeah. Aziz Ansari, romance. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. I love this revolution. It's cool, It's right? great to see the male perspective because right. sometimes I wondered if guys felt the same way or they felt like the same spark wow. or the same chemistry. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's nice to hear the opposite side. So there's a stereotype. There like, is a stereotype. of the woman waiting by the phone. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah, never, it's true. Movies never play the guy that the way. The guy, like, we're it's freaking so out about true. texting her. What, which emoji? You know, should I go with the? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is the. I've been using the glasses a lot recently. The glasses emoji. It's cool. It's not Wait, like what? the flirtiest. Oh, like but I'm saying, like freaking out. What emoji? No, sunglasses. not even the sunglasses, like the regular glasses. Just, it's cool, like it's sophisticated, right? Wait, what, what? You don't like that? I, I think it's cool. What? It shows a different side. A lot of guys will go with the wink, right? I'm trying to change it up. Like the so glasses, so maybe, the, maybe the turn sticking Wait, out. Harrison, okay. You're trying to flirt with someone. I'm a good flirter. You're, I've gotten better flirt, at texting. Like, yeah. what's, a, what's a line like, oh, you look cute tonight, um, and then glasses emoji? Like... <laughs> Like, baby, look gorgeous, um, you know. And, and, then, and then glasses emoji. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> good thing you're not going to study hall tonight. Actually, no, that would be a little weird, but. Um, study, study no, I, I'm trying to think of, like, the glasses if you take oh. it in the literal sense. Oh. But think of the glasses in the figurative sense, right? It's like, <laughs> it's quirky. You're not feeling it, really? Okay, it's cool. It's cool. It's Texted Wait, me you, and you're really it. against the, I'm that not emoji? I'm against it, but this I'm is my. I'm not saying only use that emoji. This is my perspective. Oh, <laughs> like, what? Tell me about okay. this like emoji pairing that you're talking about. All right, about. so so you, the emoji game is huge. It, it's very important, right? <laughs> Please tell me more. Okay, so you need a diverse emoji game, and not just the faces. Like I think the Namaste praying one is big. Um, you know, <laughs> like sending a blessing. You're blessing up. Um, <laughs> Like, that's a great one. Do you use then, that when you're texting a girl that you just met on, like, Bumble or something? Of course. Why not? <laughs> but what, in what context? If it's like, um, you know, what are you, what are you up to this weekend? Oh, I'm hanging out. Uh, should be a great time with friends. And then, like, the namaste in the <laughs> Is there nothing wrong with that? Okay. Wait, wait. I have, have well, a thousand some of this questions. Is, all right. No, I like, I like got, this. I have like you this. ever got it laid strictly from emojis? I think it's had something to do with it. Uh, yeah. Because Have you A/B tested this? <laughs> like I've A/B. Yeah, my emoji game is drastically diversified over the years. You know, I think you have to. And you try different things, like the pure smiling emoji. It's a little boring. 
Right? Like, why would I send that? Every guy sends that. <laughs> you differentiate yourself. How, how else am I going to stand out? There are a million dudes in San Francisco. And they're all sending the smiley emoji or the winky emoji. Yeah, that's so... I'm not going to say basic, <laughs> but you can be a little more creative. There was a guy that I met on Tinder who used to send... Um, <laughs> A black hand oh, emoji. No. <laughs> what? Just a black hand. <laughs> what? And, it, and it, it was like. In what morning. context? Just anything. Good morning. That's black hand. Wait, was he African American? No, he was not. <laughs> White as can be. That's literally crazy. I love so, that you had to explicitly select that one. Explicitly <laughs> select that, and it was always like a thumb up or a thumb down, but it made That's... no sense in the context. So That's I don't know. Crazy. I there you know there's like underlying. There are meanings. different emoji trends. I've been thinking about putting together a list like the top ten emojis to flirt with. Okay. We should create. Maybe we create one. Let's Data, do that. Like, I like that. The yeah. top ten, top fifteen emojis. Okay, I'm gonna look at what you use the most. Okay. Okay. So glasses. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this Harrison is good. likes to use the Namaste. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I that really is do like it. One on his Gentlemen list. listening, I mean, it's it really is great, especially if you do yoga and can back it up, right? Like why you? You also have a black hand emoji that you use quite a bit. <laughs> it's the okay time the time. One. Time the time. Oh my God. All right, that's interesting. Um, is this a goat? <laughs> That is not really for the the dating content. <laughs> what is goat? Is uh, like the greatest of all time. So like talk about an athlete or that date last night, but she was the goat or something. And I would say I my favorite from your list here would be the sideways angry cat emoji. Which one's that? You use that? I've never. Really? I didn't oh. even know there was a sideways I, I'm cat. I'm like basic emoji. Seriously, I'm really basic. basic. Yeah, Emojis I need to are. Up my emoji I think it's the age gap. It must be. You, no, you think? Yeah. Emojis have been around for 10 years probably, right? The emoji when, game is tough. I have to admit. When, when do you use the sideways angry cat? I think it's more, it's like a different roll your eyes to the back of your head. You know, like that one where the eyes are looking up. Oh, so it's like so a the less side, obvious. It's, yeah, it's kind of like, it's like a passive aggressive. You seem like a guy who's a pretty active dater. Well, you, right? Yes and, and no. You, and yes you've been and single no. for two weeks. I'm two guessing weeks. you've gone on a few dates by now. Honestly, I haven't really. I haven't really. Oh, wow. Um, two I think when you're in a relationship, you need some time, right, to get back into the, sw into the swing of things. Okay. Mm, yeah, it's tricky. I think when you, like, right now I'm debating, do I go on the apps again? I'm going through that debate. Do I do that again? You know, that was, like, my phase one in San Francisco doing the app thing and that seems to be the easiest way it's to easy I mean that's the thing like I could get a date everyone listening we could probably get a date tomorrow on tinder bumble any one of these apps but I think what it comes down to is that you know the the time and money equation number one which you know, a lot of guys do think about like mm -hmm. from time to time um, and number two a part of me still believes in like the whole fairy tale thing, you know, the serendipitous uh, interaction that's going to be like the the thing, you know. It's I, I don't want you to represent not all millennials, yeah. but do you yeah. do you feel like a lot of your peers feel that way too? Yeah, I think right now a lot of people like we've been on dates have been online dating apps have been around for like our entire. Your, life. Yeah, like, your for, entire for us, dating right? career. My entire, yeah, exactly. You didn't know any different. Exactly, right? And I think a lot of us 
you know, we've had good experiences, shitty, some okay, and now we're, we're coming to the point, a lot of my friends are, I mean, we're just not really as active as we once were. I'm curious how you and your friends view online dating because nice. for me, when I started my dating career yeah. or whatever, status quo is you meet people in real life and right. it was taboo when online dating took off. I think if any of us had the option of meeting person X, same exact person, same exact person via app or with some cute little story um, from a coffee shop, you know, I think yeah. we would choose that. Well, I think that brings up an interesting perspective on this, which is, this is a whole other episode, right. is that we sometimes, because everyone online dates so much, yeah. that we're chasing a story. I know people who get into relationships because they met that person in an interesting way. The relationship may not be healthy, but they're like, the story is very interesting. interesting. Yeah, I think for that, like some of us, why do we care so much? You know, it's such an interesting part of like, the way we think about it. You know, we kind of do care about the brand of our relationship, which we shouldn't. It's just the social media, everyone knows everything, this whole age of dating. And mm -hmm. uh, that's why the story, I think, is definitely more important. But then the other thing, like, with dating apps, I guess it's kind of like people in general, but let's say I swipe left on my ex-girlfriend. I never would have met her, yeah. you know? So how do you justify that? That, yeah. like, just a tiny little move could impact your entire life? Yeah. Like, you can marry someone by a simple thing. What if I accidentally swipe left? So yeah. I think about that sometimes, right? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah, it's really crazy. So um, do you have, like, a, a crazy or interesting dating story for us? I have a few. There's actually, like, a two-month span where the most ridiculous things started happening to, me, happening to me, like, every other week. Ask any of my friends, like, things out of nowhere. So this one was, this is ridiculous, honestly. Like, um, so this was crazy. I have so, my, I have my glasses emoji right. Here. Okay, it's, it's a, it's a good story. It's a good story. Namaste. So, Namaste. okay, so Blessings. I'm hanging out with my friends. Uh, my college friends are in town. My San Francisco friends, friends of friends. We're just like a, a classic male pregame, so to speak. We're just hanging out. We're relaxing. We're about to go out. All of a sudden, I get a FaceTime call from a number that I don't have, I don't have her name, and it's two girls in bed. And I was like blown away at first, two girls lying in bed. They were clothed, they were wearing something. Um, they're like, hey Harrison. And I was like, wait, what? what? Who are you? Like, what? This is, like, I've never seen you before. I get paranoid about some of these things too, so I'm like freaking out. And they're like, hey Harrison, you remember us, right? I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, we had sex last weekend. We. Yeah, All three of us. yeah, and I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? I look at my friends. I was like, wait, what was I doing last weekend? Like, <laughs> I don't think we've ever met before. So I freak out. I give my phone to my friend to talk to them, and I'm like freaking out. Like, how do they know? Is it my buddy in Chicago? Because I looked up the area code. Yeah, you know, Chicago. I was like, oh, it's got to be my friend playing a prank on me. Um, and it turned out it wasn't. So my friends are talking to them, like trying to set up. I guess for us to meet up, which was crazy to me. And long story short, because I could go on and on, but so I figured out who it was. I went into my phone. My friend was like, all right, type in the phone in your messages, right? Type in the number, oh, and yeah, then you yeah. could see the thread, yeah. right? So I typed in the number, and it was a girl I had messaged on Bumble a year and a half ago. We never met up in person. One, like over a year later, out of nowhere, she FaceTimed me. 
What? How insane is that? If a guy, if I did that to a girl, oh my god, can you imagine? You should do it. Right I would now. be the creepiest person ever. In bed. I probably Get should. We should do it on video. There's a bed right here. We really, you. yeah. I should. I don't know if I can pull it off. Like that's the crazy thing. Like because it's just crazy. Like if a if I did that to a girl, she would probably report my phone number. Block my number, call the police. Like, yeah. who the fuck is this? But because I'm a yeah. dude. Restraining order. But I'm all such that. a dude sometimes. I'm like, uh, two cute girls in bed. Um, yeah. I, I was just curious, but I was definitely weirded out. So, what was the outcome of this? I actually did end up meeting up with her oh. that night. Oh. That was, night? Oh, very so interesting. Her. Crazy, crazy. Maybe this is her pickup line. Um, yeah. But where was her friend? Her friend came out with her, actually, but was going after one of my friends who had a girlfriend. Tag so. team. Yeah. I see. Um, and then what was the outcome of that? Uh, we had a night and didn't didn't see <laughs> her. Night. Didn't really see her again. And all your friends were like. They were blown away. They were like, "That is the craziest your thing I've ever must seen." Your friends have been so impressed by you. Yeah. They thought I was like the, the man. shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like high fiving. But people. like, is that a reputation I want? Like getting random Facetimes like a year later? Like. <laughs> I don't know, darling. It's crazy. I don't <laughs> know. I don't think. Bad. No, I want to be the good. You know, the good. Good Samaritan, right? Just send her a prayer. <laughs> send her the <laughs> namaste. Yeah. Um, What's your general dating philosophy? I honestly think like the best things that have happened to me were when I was reactive and not proactive. Like I didn't FaceTime her, right? I was reactive. I was reactive to that. Or I wasn't actively looking for someone and like going crazy and stressing myself out and trying to set up three dates. When I first moved out to San Francisco, I was going on dates like three or four a week with women I was not interested in. You know, I was just like doing it. And when I stopped doing that and started like focus focusing on the rest of my life and then dating like good things with dating they happen you know mm. at the end of the day um you know for me like and who i've always looked for um just someone who it's not a whole operation when we're hanging out it's just like i would hit her up like a friend you know and we're just chilling we're doing stuff I would do with my friends. Kind of and like also with your friends, yeah. you respect them. And right. I think that's what's lost in dating these days. For is sure. That you don't, res you know, people yeah. are not respecting the people they go on dates with. Exactly. You have to respect them like a friend. Right. What I'm hearing you say is treat every date like an adventure. So you 100%. don't know what to expect. You have no idea. Well, I think in life, dating, specifically dating, Growth will only happen when you get outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Like, it really will. And I've done a lot of things. Not, yeah, I've done some things, obviously, that were a little crazy, but definitely beyond my typical comfort zone. Even this, like, talking about hooking up with girls, like, on a podcast, outside my comfort zone, you know? Oh, is it? Um, well, not, all right, maybe not me, like, that crazy, but different, different, see? Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of my outlook. Can you give can you give our listeners any advice on how to filter for dates? Because you said Ooh, something that I, I really like, like which yeah. is stop going on dates with people that you're just wasting their time. It's a waste of time. time. Yeah. It's a waste of how time. How do you filter then? When I am online dating, I don't want to, like before we set up our first date, I don't want to be messaging for more than like six messages, you know? Because at that point, you might as well just meet up in person. So within those six messages, it, you really have to like make sure you're on the same 
uh, emotional playing field, intellectual. Obviously, the physical is the first thing with online dating. Like, you just see her picture or him, his picture, right? You see her yeah. picture. But, yeah, I, I think filter, like, some sort of intellectual or emotional. Just make sure you're, like, on the same wavelength, right? Yeah, on definitely. On a lot of those things. And creative. Like, I, if I texted someone, like, some quirky creative message and they're like, oh, cool, um, how are you or something, filter, gone. You know, uh, I need something creative, right? Because that's kind of basic. Just throw them a glasses emoji. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yo, what up? How's your week going? And she said, good, NMU, or something like that. Like, JCU, which... What is that? Like, mean? just chilling, which I used to use back in the AIM days. I don't say that anymore, but in the AIM days, I used to say that. Um, what? What's you, you know what I mean? What? NM, like nothing much. You, you remember that, right? Like back in the day. NMU? NM, like, yeah, I've heard how that. are you? Or like, what are you up to? NMU? Like, NM. I don't really say that anymore. Oh. Point is, <laughs> point is, point is, like, in those few messages, you need someone who's gonna be a little different, right? Well, Harrison, I have a feeling that once this episode airs, you're going to get, we're going to get a bunch of girls oh, who no. are going to ask about you. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So where can they, That's if crazy. this happens, where can they find you? Um, wow, that, that actually does happen. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can find, so I'm on every platform, Facebook, social, <laughs> Facebook, Snapchat, Snapchat Twitter, HT Foreman, and my blog, check out my blog, I write about dating. Uh, Elite Daily actually posted a couple articles of mine. Um, the blog is called Brunch Media. So if you like brunch and you, that? right, I think we all do. Um, and if you have dated recently, which I think all of us have, check out the blog. Um, but no, this was a blast. This was great. Cool. Awesome. Love Fun. it. Amazing. Thank you so much. Great now, listeners, great at, <laughs> listeners at home, if you have a kind of a cool dating story, funny, interesting, shocking, or if you just want to talk about dating as a millennial, because I find this interesting. I I feel so far removed from You're your generation. Millennial. We're still millennials. Mate, we're all millennials. I am. I, yeah. I, no, I'm no. <laughs> After talking to you, like NMU, I don't. No idea. No idea. What All right, when you start about. using that emoji, that wasn't then... even the right usage. <laughs> no, it doesn't even matter. I don't. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. IDK. It's, it's tough out there. It's tough out there. You know, it's tough out there. So if you have some millennial <laughs> stories or anecdotes of your own, uh, reach out to us. We love to hear from you. And with that said. One, two, three. Stay, Stay dateable. Now you can meet new people who share similar interests over brunch. Check out 500 brunches and be sent on, well, you guessed it, brunches all over the city with new people each time. Come alone or bring a friend. There's always a table full of friendly faces, mimosas, and eggs benedict. Sign up at 500brunches.com and use the code Date Able for a free entry. To connect with us, visit datablepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all under Datable Podcast.